Everyone, welcome to another awesome day with a struggle. I'm Sean Lee. And I'm James Park. We're here to discuss the reality of daily struggles and how it's a constant no matter where we are on our journey. Join us for honest conversations as we navigate life, business, and career challenges. Learn how to accept the struggles and how it's all about the mindset. This week, we dive into how both of us had pretty rough weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about things like procrastination and how it might be beneficial and definitely how we might look towards communities to help us keep us in check, keep us accountable, just finding support and help building support networks to help us continue on paths that we are pursuing or want to pursue. Yeah, so hope you guys enjoy this week. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to another week with Startup Struggles. Across from me virtually is none other than Sean Lee, founder of Clever FM. And if you haven't downloaded that, you should do so now. <laughs> My name is James Park, non-official sponsor for Clever FM, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just dive right in this week. I had a pretty rough week last week. I think you did as well. Tell us about your week, James. I am just feeling pretty low, feeling pretty down. Maybe it's been stemming for the last couple of weeks, just been feeling, you know, I can't help but feel depressed. I'm just really sad. So I, I've been reading this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Have you read that before? Oh, yeah. How do you like it? Considering I read it when I was like 17 oh, wow. <laughs> or 18, I had a very strong impression of it. And I can't tell you the chapters of the book 20 years later, but but I just remember I had a very lasting impression on me. There's this other book that is very condensed. It's called, oh my gosh, something about the present, how the present is a present or something. But I read those books around the same time, just a bunch of those. It's actually called The Present. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yeah, by Spencer Johnson, the guy who wrote Who Moved My Cheese. Oh, nice. I should check that out too. So I've been reading this book and... It has a huge impact on me. I really believe a lot of the, the things that this guy is saying and how actually it, everything is about being very present. Right? You have to be in the moment. And actually, life is just a continuous series of present moments. right? And we can't live anywhere else. And he describes kind of the two ways of time Clock time is where things just kind of exist in the present. And it's where you can do things like learning from the past, setting your goals, making a plan, and trying to predict the future with patterns or taking actions from what you've learned in the past. But the danger of this is that clock time turns into what he says, psychological time. It's when you start to worry about the past or the future, or it's where you start to identify yourself with it. And if you have like a lot of mistakes or regrets, and you kind of compulsively think over and over about these past mistakes that you made. And for me, it's funny because I've always known that I was stuck in the past and a lot of mistakes. I feel overwhelmingly guilty a lot of times. Most mornings when I wake up, the struggle is trying to get myself into a mindset to take action on the day. What's weird about this What's happening now as I'm reading this book is I understand that having to be in the present is the only time that we can change. Mm. But 
And maybe the book will answer this question as I get further into it. But what I'm really struggling with now is when I am here in this moment and I'm able to disassociate myself with the past, like with this like ego identity, what is next? And when I think about what's next is when I start to think about the future, like I should be doing this, I could be doing that. And that's when it creates some kind of loop saying, oh man, I missed out on doing this in the past. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Right. And it changes. I haven't yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm really struggling with is trying to, it's so hard. It's so weird to think that this present moment is the only time that we truly exist. And yet our minds switch from either being in the past or hoping for a better future almost just instantly. And it mixes it. And that's what the present really is, right? And so our jobs, I don't know if it's a job, but our our way of being in the present is trying to release the past and not think so much about the future and being able to do things right now, making an impact now and staying in the present and enjoying what so many people have said, enjoying the process, trusting the process, right? And I realize like that phrase is all about being in the in the moment using the time now to plan for a future that you would like to be at, but not identifying so much with it that you feel incomplete without being there. Thinking about this, I was wondering a lot about how founders actually go through this type of struggle a lot, right? Because you have a vision for a company or something that you want to build to help others or to create a product or whatnot. And Everything you do is this future version of this product. Everything you can do is only right now. It's really hard to enjoy yourself, enjoy this moment now as you're working towards a future and not identifying that you have gotten somewhere once you hit that goal. All you can get to is right now. This moment is all that is. I think that's my kind of struggle is like figuring out like, right? Like I'm here now. What next? And when I think about that, that's when I go back into like, I could have, I should have, I didn't do this. I could do that. I should have done that. It's a very weird place that I feel this kind of loop that I'm stuck in and that it just repeats over and over again. So I'm just taking some notes. I was writing this stuff down as you're talking. So if I were to sum it up, this is kind of the reality that we face when we're struggling. It's hard to be in the present because you don't know what to do right now, right? It's like, what do I do right now? But what you're saying is that this also leads to potentially just like reliving the past or yearning the future, right? It's like, I'm not there yet and I can't believe I did this in the past or didn't do this in the past. But I think this ultimately leads to procrastination, which just becomes a vicious cycle. I don't think procrastination, by the way, is a bad thing. That's the one thing I've learned really taught myself the past few years. And I keep teaching myself that, look, just because I'm procrastinating doesn't mean it's bad. I think we, a lot of times, intentionally procrastinate because we're not ready to do X or we haven't figured out what it is that we want to do. And so we want to be a little bit more thoughtful and deliberate about it. And this has been a constant theme of, I wouldn't say conflict, of disagreement between Servi and I in terms of running Clever as a tech startup 
is that sometimes he says, and I'm interpreting it this way, so this may not be what he means, but he says like, maybe we're like, we're thinking too much about it. We're not doing enough. Or that I'm pivoting too much in terms of ideas and that we haven't tried it something all the way through. I'm sure you've, you experience this all the time in your personal life. It's like, should I continue down this path and see this to the end? But what is the end, <laughs> right? Versus should I be pivoting frequently? And this is what's happening inside of you, but this is what's happening between serving night within a company between two people. Yeah. But I also think this is very common in that internal dialogue in that there's nothing wrong with either thought. What Servi is saying, like, we should see some things through. We absolutely should. We shouldn't be jumping around every single day to something new or something shiny. But then at the same time, when you're in this stage of like early growth or this is the new beginnings of something, you also need to be flexible and nimble. That's why pivoting is such an overused term because you, you need to be able to adapt based on new information that you're getting right. very quickly. And so what this has led to is just a ton of procrastination on my part, I feel like. And by procrastination, I, Servi and I both agree, we feel like we haven't made any progress in like over almost two months now. Like I haven't done anything in terms of like getting new users or like developments. And both of us are freaking out. Yeah. But part of me just keeps telling myself like, dude, just trust the process. And what I mean by like, it trusts the procrastination. <laughs> Interesting. That's like what I've had to teach myself to keep myself sane because I'm like, I can't just keep doing what's not working. Like the procrastination time and time again has proven to me that just like it's giving me a space to think something through, especially if things are not working. We shouldn't just jump to the next thing. Like we need to think it through as to like potentially why this is not working and how should we change course if this is not working. And that does from a productivity standpoint, I'm having air quotes here, <laughs> the video. It's like, it leads to what feels like procrastination when it's like, why don't we just fucking call it thinking time, right? Yeah. One of the things that you've been saying, like I want to come back to you, bring this back to you, is looking at the future state causes you distress. Looking at the past state causes you distress. Being in the present causes you distress because you don't know what to do next, right? But is there anything you don't like about the present you hmm. that's making you yearn for something else? I think the big part is I think I should be doing more. More of what? More of... <laughs> I think I should be doing more too. But it's like more of what? If you don't know more of what, then what do you expect yourself to do? <laughs> if you don't even know what you expect yourself to do. That's where I had to catch myself, literally. I was like, Sean, what do you, what do you want yourself to do more of? <laughs> yeah. Just to share a little bit about my week, I guess, to give you some time to think about this. I was very low last week. Like by Friday, I wanted to, to throw in the towel. It was pretty bad. By Saturday, I started like getting pissed off at my family, like being annoyed by my family. I noticed myself like being frustrated that like after this entire fucking week, like Mink was home all week. I like worked my ass off. Nothing came about from it. And I didn't spend any fucking time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> and then Servi was like, he texted me something at Friday night at dinner time. I couldn't even like enjoy my food. I was just livid with my situation. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why the fuck am I doing this startup? Why am I even doing a startup? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I like really hesitated to text Servi. I was like, dude, let me pull this up. I said, I'm not going to lie, Servi, I'm pretty burned out. And he was like, want to talk about it? I was like, I don't even want to talk about 
just need to say that and moving on. I just need to say it. And I actually have a piece of advice too for you after this. Don't remind me of it because I think this ultimately helped me get out of this. And he was like, he had dinner plans at seven, which is like an hour after I messaged him. And I was like, well, I got a call with Shayla, one of our team members anyway. And he said, we got this. We're in it together. I was like, no, no, I don't feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get out. And I was like, kept thinking to myself, like, start you go down that downward spiral. Like, this is why startups fail. Like, it's not about the idea or funding all this stuff. It's just like, when they say like teams fail, it's not the entire team. Like one person can just be a failure point, right? When you're this small. And then he like wanted to call me, text me on Saturday morning. And I still wasn't in the state to talk. And that's when I started like turning everything inwards towards like my family. Mm. I was like, just getting annoyed. I was getting annoyed that like things weren't done right. Like ADT came by Friday and like, I don't know, installed like this doorbell. I was like the system. I was like, wait, we have Amazon. You start like finding these little things, the nitpick. On. You're like, wait, we have the entire house is Alexa. Yeah. Why do we fucking get a Google Nest? Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not coordinated with that, you know? And then you get start getting like mad about these things. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then you know, I'm like, I'm folding laundry. I'm like, why do I have to fold laundry still? <laughs> But, you know, what ultimately got me out of it, I think, was just venting. <laughs> just mm. like was, you know, a friend called and I just ended up like venting to him. And sometimes you just need to vent about what's shitty, like what's wrong, what's bothering you. And I just remember before I vented, I was like literally at a point I was like, dude, I haven't taken care of myself all week. I haven't gone to the gym. I haven't done anything fucking active. Just been sitting at my desk. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible fucking existence. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like the slight opposite of you where like, I have way too much to do, yep. but it all feels fucking, it feels just as meaningless as if I were to do <laughs> nothing, James. That's what's crazy, right? Yeah. You can have not enough to do. I can have way too much to do and it all feels fucking meaningless. Yeah. I feel like that's why when I think about this podcast, it's like we are at the two extreme ends. We're on like completely different journey, but we feel the same at sometimes. It's really weird. It is. <laughs> It's funny because when I talk to some people, I'm like, dude, I did like nothing this week. They're like, oh my God, I wish I was you. I'm like, I wish I was you. I wish I had stuff to do. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I wish I could like give myself the motivation, not even motivation. I think that's also the trick is you don't want motivation to keep you going. It's got to be like a mix of routine and sometimes honest to God, just fucking grit and just going through it. And maybe this idea about like having someone to vent to which you're right. After talking to someone, you do really feel much better, even though nothing has been said. Nothing really has been said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I like listen to all the stuff that you're doing. And, you know, I got to talk to Servi a couple of times last week. I'm like, man, I'm kind of jealous of like not being part of a startup. But the thing that scares me the most is also I have been in that place where I'm in a startup. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But it's just strange, like trying to look for the happy kind of medium or just understanding that this is just life. That's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you do, grass is not greener ever. Yeah, (laughs) it never is. And it sounds depressing to say that. But in some ways, maybe that's relief, freeing in some way. Yeah, because it's the same everywhere with everybody. Yeah. It's like what Mark Manson says. You choose this shit sandwich that you want to eat. Yep. And the thing is, I haven't had a a steady, like an actual job in, dude, a year and a half now. And I thought that it would be awesome. 
like incredible. I'd be doing my own thing. I'd have time to do whatever I wanted, but that hasn't happened. Oh, and that's what annoys me the most about myself is that when I was working all the time, I thought that I should be working not at all. And then I would be able to pursue different things. And so then I went to that extreme. I went all the way to the other extreme of just not having a job and I didn't change as a person, right? And then I went to like a lighter kind of job where I was only working 60 hours a week and still it was like the same thing. Yeah. And I feel like that is the answer to the question that you asked earlier. It's like, what do you want to be different? I just wish I could, this might sound stupid, but I wish I could just like do the stuff that I want to do and figure out if I don't like it or not. And even taking that step seems so hard right now. And I don't know why. And that's what drives me crazy. Hmm. Like that piano behind me. I've been staring at that piano for, I don't know, forever. And it hasn't been plugged in or played for a couple months now. That just drives me insane. But for some reason, I just can't play it. You have all the answers, James. I think you're just not asking yourself the right questions. If you really want to play piano, you fucking play it. Like, I always say, like, I want to fly, like, I have a fucking drone sitting around that has, I want to fly drones every day. Haven't done it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I want to, like, DJ <laughs> every weekend at the club. Haven't done it. Then it's just like, do you really want to do it that bad? Or is it just like, you just want to do it in your pastime? It's like, cool, don't, for myself, I had to tell myself, like, stop expecting and telling yourself this lie that, like, you really want to do this. Because... If you were not doing it, you're just not doing it. I think as we get older, this is the other thing. Like, I don't force myself to do anything. Like, I'm not forcing myself to run this company. Like, I really am not. Even though I say like, oh, like, why am I doing this? Like, I just like wake up and do what (laughs) the fuck I feel like doing. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And it just happens that, I don't think it happens by chance, but I think it's designed by like, I'm doing what I want to be doing, even though I bitch about it all the time. Some days I don't want to wake up. I don't want to do anything. Do you feel guilty about that? Yes. But then I just like (laughs) let it go. And then sometimes, James, like I design things like calls, right? They show up in my calendar. I can't fucking avoid it. I have to get on the call whether I like it or not. I think that's what you talk about routines. Like there's some things just like that just I have to do. Doesn't matter if I want or don't want to do it. But those things, funny enough, the more I think about it, they don't sustain me either. Because at the end of the day, this is why I felt so shitty like the past couple of weeks. Like at the end of the day, like I had like calls all day for eight hours, but I didn't do anything that I wanted to do. But you know, it took me like a month to figure out what I wanted to do. And now I figured it out. <laughs> what is that? It's one small thing. It's like, and I'm getting help around too. That's the other thing. It's like, we should always build support networks to get help around what we want to do. I think that's the other missing piece that's critical. Like we hired on, you know, Ronnie as a community manager and And just getting her help to like brainstorm and be a sounding board off of ideas and just hear her ideas and have someone just help execute on those ideas has been really helpful. And or reading a good book, you know, I read Cold Start Problem, continue reading it this weekend and really dug into what what is like that one thing Clever should be focused on versus like building a generic app for podcasting. It's like we should focus on sharing. Like nobody's doing sharing really well. Podcast sharing is like notoriously terrible in all aspects. Can we become like the ultimate podcast sharing app, for example? And just having that kind of clarity to center around is good. Is it going to sustain me? I don't think so. But, you know, the rest of the team will keep me going regardless. 
When you say sustain you, what do you mean by that? Oh, because tomorrow I might get a new piece of information where it'll like throw me off balance. Like, oh, like now I got to consider this and consider that. Or next day an investor will be like, no, thanks. Not interested in investing in you. And that'll throw me off. It's like, oh, why is that? You know, but yeah, creating some kind of support network to, to help keep you going. Because I, I honestly don't think any person in this day and age is strong-willed enough to like, and it's not our fault. It's like social media. It's like the fucking news. It's like everything. And it's like the news and makes you feel bad. It's like, you think people ask me this whole past week, it's like, how are you doing? Like, hey, how's it? How's everything? I'm like, my answer is comparatively good. (laughs) (laughs) Compared to, you know. Right. To the rest of the world. Yeah. To the rest of the world, to my friends in Ukraine, like, I'm all right. Yeah. Internally? Absolute shit. But comparatively, my home's not being invaded. But, you know, that doesn't make you feel any better, right? Not like, hooray. Mm. (laughs) Again, coming back to you, I really want to have you question yourself. What do you think you want to do? And what are you actually doing? Yeah. Maybe it's like Seth Godin's like the dip. Like maybe some things you just have to let go for now. That's it. Not forever. Just for now. DJ? You know what? When I sell the fucking company, right? I'm like a billionaire. I'm going to go tour the fucking world as a DJ. <laughs> like, who the fuck cares? Right? I can do anything the fuck do I want, right? But jokes aside, like, I had to say no. Like, I can't do this right now. I'm not going to, like, beat myself up for not pursuing this hobby right now. Skiing. Bought a fucking Icon Pass. $1,000. I went, like, four times a season. I've been deferring it. You know, I was like, I'm going to go. <laughs> it's like... Nope, not going to get my money's worth. You know what? I'm just going to let that go. Yeah. What are all the things that you're trying to pursue that either you haven't or you can't or don't know how to build a good support system around? Or frankly, like you're just not that fucking interested. Yeah. It's funny that you asked that because the only thing that I've been really committed to over the last year has been writing. And I told myself... In this podcast. Yeah, well, (laughs) yes, in this podcast. (laughs) Almost six months, James. Three more episodes, it'll be six months. I've been doing this fucking podcast. Is that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> I can't believe I've been back in the States for almost a year. Yeah. That's nuts. But yeah, back to what you're saying. Yeah, so the whole writing thing, when I first posted, my first post was March 4th of last year, 2020. And I told myself I'd post every week, Thursdays for one year, and then go from there. And it's funny that you ask, What are you doing that you might really not like? And I am writing my final piece this week and it will mark one year that I've been posting. And I haven't missed a week yet. And I am now in this situation of, do I continue? I hit this one year goal that I was trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah. So these are kind of the questions that I'm like, maybe all the things that I've been thinking I should be doing is not exactly what I want to be doing. Yeah, And the things that I want to be doing, I am afraid to pursue it because I think that it's not who I am now. Well, find a buddy. I mean, look at this podcast. First off, I have to congratulate you on 52 fucking weeks. Like, dude. (laughs) Thanks. Persistent motherfucker. All right. (laughs) Like, I had ambitions to write every single week. I stopped after five, I think. Okay. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like, there's certain things that just stuck. Certain things didn't. Like, my buddy challenged me to 30 days of vlogging. This is when vlogging was, was back in 2016 or 17 when vlogging was like 
Karen Neistat had just like blown up and everyone was like starting a vlog, right? Mm. And I did it. I did it for 45 days straight. Dude, that's awesome. No, sorry, 42. Fucking stopped. Wow. Couldn't continue it. Couldn't find a reason to continue. Even though it was like the quality by production quality from day one to like 43 was insane. by the difference. I was doing like animations and like graphic motions and shit like that and flying my drone, getting drone shots, color grading. I learned so much from it. But I was like, no, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know why I'm doing this still. So congratulations on that. That's, that's a huge win. Thank you. I mean, you want to talk about grit. That's grit, right? It's not that you don't have persistence. You don't have grit. You clearly fucking do. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just you just need to find it towards something that, I don't know. Maybe this is it. I'm not saying this is not, by the way. Yeah. Something that you can find a community around and get some support around. Because look at this podcast. We're here five months in because we have this unspoken promise (laughs) that Monday morning, you're going to show up. I'm going to fucking show up. That's it. Never were we like, hey, James, promise I'm going to show up on Monday. Yeah, that's true. It's just like, because we're here. That's it. We have this podcast. So that's kind of an example where, honestly, if you were like, next week, you're like, Sean, <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to take a break for a bit. I'm not going to continue this podcast <laughs> by myself. Like, I'm not going to go like out of my way to find a podcast host, right? But that's really what I mean. And I think that's something we're thinking about is building some people around you to help create that. Whether it's like someone to vent to, that's a support network. Or someone to keep you accountable. And I hate that word because it makes it sound like, oh, I need to be babysat. But you know what? Maybe I fucking do. Yeah. I got a shit ton of things going on. Like, maybe I do need someone to, like, slap me in the face. But like, hey, Sean, you got to do this. And sometimes Survey does that. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. It does not feel nice to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't like to be parented. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes it's needed. Sometimes it's needed. And maybe that's what sustains me because it was just up to me. I know what that'd be like. I've lived there. Like, <laughs> I would be like on my PlayStation, like trying to clock as many hours as possible, trying to get that platinum trophy yeah. <laughs> for Red Dead Redemption, which I have proof that I've done this way too many times because I have way too many platinum trophies on PlayStation. Do you know what platinum trophies are? I have no idea, but it sounds like one of the higher levels of video gaming. (laughs) It's basically, you've gotten every single trophy in the game. So PlayStation, they create this gamification system where you get trophies for, let's say, completing chapters of the game, right? And the platinum trophy is when you collect all the trophies of that game. Dude, (laughs) man, gamification works. It does. That's like the other thing about life that I really wonder is, how do we gamify our life? Hmm. People try to do it through habits or through like through money streaks. Yeah, through money, but just wonder a lot. But maybe also the reason why it hasn't really been done is because in the end, it's trying to get that platinum trophy. And then what? And then what? It's always the emptiest feeling after I get it. It's <laughs> yeah, like you're like build up. It's like, uh, oh my God. It's like 4 a.m. Like, I'm about to, oh my God, it just clicked platinum trophy. I'm like, fuck. It's 4 a.m. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Yeah, why did I just log 200 hours on this game? 200. I thought about this sometimes. Like, let's say 240 hours for easy math. Yeah. It's 10 fucking days. 10 days straight. <laughs> 10 days straight. 10 days of our lives. It doesn't seem bad sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But James, the whole point of Platinum Trophy is very vain. It's like the first 
four days, maybe you can say you enjoy the game. The other six days, just trying to grind out shit just so you can get a fucking virtual token. Yeah. <laughs> badge. It is borderline insanity. But yeah, bring this all back, though. I think there's a couple of things that I can't obviously tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I try to do to really get myself out of these situations because I, I am definitely in them a lot more than I share, I think. And maybe this is vain, but there are certain things I still care about that are very personal, like my personal health, like the way I look physically. That's like my default is if nothing else, like I just want to feel fucking healthy. I want to feel good. Isn't that a good thing? It is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know what you have in terms of like, I know you have golf, but like in terms of like physical health, I'm going to be like going to the gym or something like that. But I still work out pretty much almost every day. Oh, like that's part of my morning routine. Yeah. Nice. At home or in the? Yeah, at home. So I do this circuit set every morning, burpees, squats, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, lunges. Is there a gym nearby? No, I just do it in my room. And then I recently got a kettlebell, like a oh man, 24 kilogram kettlebell. And I like, yeah, but is there a gym nearby? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't really need a gym. I know you don't need a gym. I don't need a fucking gym either. I have like all my resistance bands at home and I'm doing all this shit. But sometimes like I just need to go lift heavy things and put them down. No, 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 no. It's not that. <laughs> I just like, it's just like being around people. I don't know how much people time. Actually, I have no idea because I don't interact with you on a daily basis, especially in person. I know you have like Hannah around and like sometimes like I just need to go see some people. How often do you go see people? Rare. When you're mentioning community, I have very little community. Yeah. I don't physically see very many people and maybe that's something I need. But that's the other thing. The reason why I haven't really prioritized that is one, it's just getting to LA or going down to Irvine, it's freaking exhausting, man. It's like hour, two hour traffic, one way. I guess like going to the gym or something is could be nice, but I guess I never really thought about going to the gym and not really talking to people as being a social aspect that I kind of need. I never thought about that. Well, I don't even talk to people. Actually, I, I do. But I sometimes just like look at other people just to just be like, oh, there's people, human beings around. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's like I never really thought about that aspect of going somewhere, like going to work in a cafe because you're around people. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's actually something that I miss about going to work in an office. Yeah. Is actually the social aspect of it. Huh. Like, again, because we are working remotely more and more these days, that is something that I do try to build in. Like, no joke. It's something that I think is very important because we are social creatures and whatnots. Maybe it's like you don't have to be in person, right? Maybe you can join some like online meetup groups. Like I'll just check out Meetup. I haven't checked out Meetup in a while. I used to love going to meetups. Maybe it's like, I don't know, you just start a podcast interviewing U of M alums. Hmm. We need a U of M alumni podcast. <laughs> Jokes aside, like I think there's different ways where you can build some more social aspects into your routine. I mean, I have the opposite problem where like I have weight because of the accelerator mentor madness program. Like I was like overloaded with connections and burnt out by that. But I think every week, like a healthy dose of people, new people to talk to has been really good. Like I get inbounds from obviously from, from like prospective students for Berkeley. I get you know a bunch of calls for Clever, obviously. I think that's ultimately, like I said, those are the things that like keep me on track a little bit. I kind of liked being alone for a long time. 
maybe that's what's kind of missing now is like I have this routine of being by myself. Yeah. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just, you're right. We are social creatures. We probably need, no matter how introverted or of a loner or recluse person that you are, you kind of need that social interaction with someone. Yeah, especially if you want to do something new or produce something. I mean, unless you're like, hey, I'm Sean, like, I'm going to go off the grid and go build myself a fucking cabin in Idaho. It's like, cool. But that's not what you want to do. Clearly, like, you want to do things that have an impact on other people, so that involves other people. So then you need other people for feedback, right? Otherwise, you lack a feedback loop. And that's probably causing you burnout because you're just like, I'm doing stuff, but I don't know what impact it has. And that feedback loop sometimes is just a community of people to talk to. I will put some thought into this. Yeah. That's good. And there's some low-hanging fruits too, right? You can join some communities around like, maybe just start off like finding a Reddit, subreddit about for writers. If you want to go more committed, maybe like join a writing course. Another one. I know you've done one before. Have you? I have not. I've looked into one. I think I talked about looking into one, but never did. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it too. Maybe it's a YouTube course or... What's your latest fancy? Dude, I, whenever I think about that, I, I just kind of go back to um, audio-related things, either voice or piano, songwriting. Oh, okay. Songwriting. I don't know why songwriting has come up. Just is a very recent thing. But again, it's like whenever I try to write, like even poetry kind of just stuck. Start with haikus. Super simple. <laughs> we talked about that when we first chatted. I try to do because you said you try to do haikus every day, right? Every day, yeah. I got one day in <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking hard. Really? I just found it difficult. I don't know why. 575, just put random words together. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll, I'll start that again. Like also coding, programming has been something that's always been on top of mind, but just can't get to it. It's weird, but maybe, maybe it's what I've identified with and I'm holding on to this past version of myself because that's all I know and I'm afraid to release it because who the fuck am I without it and I think that's one of the reasons why even people who are depressed for so long can't get out of depression is because they've identified themselves with this for so long that it's all they know and the being out of that kind of state of mind is terrifying you almost become afraid to be without your negative thoughts mm. or afraid to be without depression because you don't know what's beyond that. I think that's where having a community or just outside, this is where it is helpful. Like it gets you out of your own head. This is why like I'm talking about like going to the gym, seeing people. Mm -hmm. It's like a, in some ways, like a healthy distraction. Otherwise I'm just in my own head 24 fucking seven. Even like miles just being around, just, just good distraction. <laughs> <laughs> And that's sometimes what you need to kind of interrupt these thinking patterns. It's funny, like the other day when I was like, like Saturday, I was on the brink of an anxiety attack. I was like telling Mink, I was like, dude, I need to go to the gym. Like I'm fucking going crazy, like verbatim. That's what I said. And I went to the closet and I was like getting all pissed off. I was like, the closet, oh my God, this closet is so disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> and then I closed the closet door and I was starting to have some dark thoughts. And I was like, Dude, it's really quiet in here. Because, hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a lot of clothing, right? It's just like absorbs all sound. It's like actually sensory depriving in some ways. 
and I just sat down just started organizing shit instead of going to the gym. Part of that reason was like, I was getting annoyed with myself. I was like, oh my God, Mink had to go to work at 4.30. I was like, I don't even have enough time to go. Like I'd have to rush back, like fuck this. And I'd already changed my gym shorts, by the way. I just sat there and organized a closet. And maybe that's what being present is. I just like dealt with the issue that I like needed to deal with right in front of me, which is a fucking disorganized closet. And that for some reason kicked me out of it. I was like, well, I fixed this one thing. And just kind of sharing a story. I just remember that. And it all like stemmed from that. And then I started getting annoyed again. I remember driving that night. I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to eat at home. Even though I feel bad for like not eating with Miles. I'm just going to go eat some food, meet Mink up for like dinner. And on the way, that's when I called my buddy and just vented for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And then he was like, dude, what's wrong? <laughs> at the end of my vent, he's like, everything sounds great. It's like, you're right. Everything sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I like your uh, closet story. I like that a lot. I don't know why. It's very peaceful. You should try it. It's really peaceful in there. <laughs> I'm going to go sit in my closet now. <laughs> dude, it's so quiet. All that clothing dampens all the sound and all i heard was just ringing in my ears i was just like this is really peaceful <laughs> you know some people do that kind of sound deprivation meditation type stuff i've tried it i like went to like those pools yeah i did that like a couple times isn't it just like a sound deprivation pool yeah tank it's what daredevil sleeps in oh yeah it's called float therapy oh have you ever heard of it you just like you pay 40 bucks or 30 bucks you just go like Literally float in water, like turn off all the lights and then you're just floating there in water seven inches deep or eight inches deep, however much is to keep you afloat and it's salinated. So it keeps you afloat and just deprived of sound and light for an hour. Hmm. But that's it, right? Because you can still taste, you can still touch, yeah. you can still smell, but it's just like the hearing and the visual. That's just too expensive <laughs> to go float for an hour. <laughs> sounds pricey. I was like, I could also just pay... $25 for a gym membership and put my headphones on. and Or you can just go sit in your closet. <laughs> oh, so my closet, yeah. I'm going to be honest, like James, like when I talk to you, this is just perception. When I talk to you, right, every single week, you look and sound great. Oh, thanks. Like to hear you and I have to struggle when we're not together, aside from us getting married and living with each other, which we might kill each other. But uh, <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm a good presence, but just having somebody there. Mm. might help if i had more time i definitely would just check in with you more more regularly throughout the week or maybe we should just do check-ins like sometimes i just like tell my friends like hey i want to get this done by wednesday and then it doesn't matter actually and just the fact that i fucking told someone that i'm gonna do something yeah <laughs> it's like god damn it i committed yeah i gotta do this these chats have been nice they have kept my sanity and i wonder if we like don't chat as much during the week because we talk about so much on Mondays. Oh yeah, like we're trying to save it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, this is a good <laughs> one. I got to talk about this on Monday. <laughs> I actually, I have those thoughts all the time. And I actually started writing some things down because I'm like... I can't forget this. I got to jot this down. Yeah, I can't forget this. I want to share this with... But then I always realize like by Monday, that feeling has passed. It doesn't feel as strongly. Yeah. Like I'll share this last tidbit. For our last couple of minutes. That's what I wrote down last Thursday, right? I feel like I'm failing the company by not getting users on the platform. I feel like I need to go to survey with a more fleshed out plan, but at the same time, need him to bounce ideas off of. And part of that feeling was just stemmed from the fact that like he is in a different state of mind. 
But when I come to him with some ideas, when I'm just trying to like work through some thoughts, like he thinks like I'm trying to pivot. And then in some ways, like I share with him, like sometimes I just don't feel as supported. Here he is calling. His ears must have been ringing. Yeah. And then I wrote down like, it feels like I'm playing fucking 4D chess. Next day I wrote like, feels like I'm playing 5D chess. I feel really, <laughs> I'm really burned out today. And I wrote down why. I was like, I'm dealing with like product developments, direction, things like that. Customer development, business development, like strategic and industry, mentor development, and investor development. I was like, it's way too much. Yeah. And I realized, like I said, I'm particularly burned out this week because of stress from my family members being sick. Like Ming Stad had a fever, no COVID, thankfully. And then at the same time, like not being able to help out at home or spend time with Ming or Miles. And then I think it was just like, at the end of the day, I also realized I was just a little bit sleep deprived because with Miles also a little bit sick, he just like kept waking up at night. So I didn't get good quality sleep. Yeah. I felt a lot of pressure on Friday to deliver the next week. I was like, dude, I don't know what the fucking plan is. So, yeah, that's what I wrote down. Dude, it sounds stressful, man. It was. But again, just being to an event with friends, writing it down, it helped me get over the hump so that I could figure out, or at least not figure out myself, but talk to somebody else to figure out a solution or a better solution. Maybe even the, the week planning thing is just about just putting what you think should be the plan top of mind hmm. and just getting it all out. I feel like the hard part about planning the week is you just sit there at a blank week being like, where the fuck do I go? Yeah. But you just start writing and just put out, these are all the things I kind of want to do. And then picking what are the top five most important things? And then just going from there and just being like, all right, we'll take care of this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm terrible at that. Yeah. I like can't do that. My life depended on it. I will say there was one strategy I remember before I started business school, like I pretty much had like you, like a year off. Mm -hmm. I remember now really struggling to find purpose. But one thing that kept me going, I think was definitely just setting like an intention to, the night before to, to say like, if this is the one thing I do tomorrow, I'll be like happy with myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started reverting to that again. It's like, if I just get this one thing done tomorrow, I will be satisfied with myself. I think it's helping. Not sure. I'll report back next week. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember to talk about that next week. These podcasts, we have great conversations. I think, do you want something? You don't have to do this, but if you're to list something for us to check back with next week, do you want to try to like see if you can find a community? And if you don't, you don't. Do you want to try to explore that? My gut is like, I don't really want to, but, <laughs> but maybe part of me is maybe this is what I need. We talked about friends last week. Yeah. Try to find another friend like Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like a lack of friends. I do have some friends I chat with, not daily, but enough. And I like have check-ins once in a while with certain people. So I don't know if it's like a social, but you're right. I really think that a lot of this comes from, I am in my own head. I'm in my own head when I'm surrounded by people. And when, now that I'm alone, most of the time, maybe that's where my ego is like just running circles around my head. The Power of Now book, has been talking a lot about the ego and it's been super interesting to me because I think it's hmm. a lot of stuff that I've written about in the past all can be centered around this belief of or this understanding of the ego. And so it's it's pretty cool that I found this book at the tail end of my year writing and that I feel like I could sum up everything, all the problems I'm running into 
with just problems with my ego and my relationship with it. I think I'm like trying to wrestle with my ego for just like trying to wrangle him down, being like, yo, calm the fuck down. But I don't think it's about that. And I'm like slowly finding that out. And maybe that's just, I have to be okay with this timeline that I'm, I'm in. And I think that I should be like faster. I need to get there faster. But life isn't about getting to the end. It's just <laughs> being in life, right? The end is the end. The end is just <laughs> the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I felt like I've been rushing, 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 trying to get there. I have no idea where there is. And that's why even coming to try to understand being in the present, it's just kind of a mind fuck. We've been like told we have to get from first grade to second grade, third grade, get here, go to college, like get a job. And then, then what? What is next? And then you retire, you wait to die. Yeah. And it's like, dude, is that really life? Yeah. Like, no. All these things that just kind of has been eye-opening, but also very scary at the same time in some odd way. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, I digress. Long story short, maybe I do need to find a community and get out of my head. Maybe I just need to call people more. Oh, try it. Try it for a week. If it doesn't work, you're like, dude, it's not fucking working. Come back and tell us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me let me go find out what it even means to like go find a community. <laughs> yeah. Or just go surround yourself with people. I don't know. Go to the mall, walk around or something. Sometimes I like to think of myself as like a energy vampire. Just go like, suck people's energy <laughs> if you google it there's actually such a belief that some people believe they can like suck people's energy i believe that not that i believe that there are people who can do that i believe that there are forms of energy and maybe there are some people that believe that they get energy from other people yeah although i don't, I don't think it's like you take it away from people so they don't they don't have any energy it's just that somehow you can like produce more energy by being around other people Anyways, I digress. <laughs> and then the other thing is just to welcome procrastination. That's, I think, come full circle. That's my biggest takeaway. It's like, procrastination is not bad. Just like depression. Depression is not bad. I was like watching Andy's uh, Twitch and Andy's been having some pretty low Instagram posts lately. And I, I don't use Instagram. Mink told me about it. And I was like checking it out. I was like, he was on Twitch. He was actually talking about it on Twitch. Part jokingly, but this is also reality too. Is like you, know, you can't experience the highs if you don't have the lows. It's the reality of it. Yeah, the ups and downs are all there. All right, well, that's a wrap for this week. Thanks to everybody for listening. Have a great weekend. See you next week. Mm-hmm.